Panic disorder, rage, severe depression On top of all that, I'm stressing uh -huh. Took a blind date to my therapy session And then tried to kill her Her first impression was I'm groovy I gotta be, I need a lumbotomy yes. But when I press play, trouble leaves up out of me Fuck the real world and my fat ass stuck in Cause in my music, hotties are fucking Woo. expression Getting out all I wrote Depression, ripping out all your throat And if my hearing was ever to go Mass murder would be inevitable I'm a Welcome to Maniacal Music Musings. This is your host, Jeremy, and I'm shaking these chains off of me. There's a change on the rise, though I'm still a Jesus in wolf skin. I've been playing with my phantom limb. What's the worst that could happen? I know my sins, and they know me, but I'll get by. My co-host, though, hoo -hoo -hoo, he's, been, he's been known to partake in a purgatory dance party but he ain't performing no Harry Carey. He hates reality TV and is used to the deafening, deafening silence of an uneducated democracy. But like a butterfly with occupied tears, he's here with his cornucopia of music tastes to bless us all. Motherfucking Chancy Gripe! What's that? Not much besides a kid that doesn't want to listen at all. <laughs> and... Our guest tonight, oof, I was on her show, her podcast, Ho On The Go, but she she is entertaining as could be. C.A. Knubel, the stand-up comedian and podcast host. How you doing today, Christy, because I don't know what else to call you. The A seems weird. I'm good. It's cold and wet, but, you know, I'm hanging in there. Well, ain't nothing wrong with being cold and wet. It happens. But... I'd rather get hot and wet. Those are my two favorite combinations. So, ooh, 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 ooh. I'll break out my lube. But as always on this show, we like to start with our guest album first. Which, yeah. Why don't you tell? Why don't you? Why don't you tell us what album you brought to the table and why you love it and why you brought it to us? With all the fire we can breathe, we're singing all. chose avi coplin for first one my he's my favorite artist i love his music i love his vibe um i'm pretty sure he only has one album out now so um that's the one i chose but it has i think there's only maybe one song out of seven that are on there that i don't vibe with i love them all so much i actually heard it by accident through a friend's uh facebook or instagram story he had change on the rise as one of the songs I was playing in the background and I fell in love with it. And I've literally listened to that song almost every day since. And that was over a year ago. So, Well, we'll get into your top five in a minute and you could tell us what song that is that really speaks to you the most. Okay. But I'll give my review while Chancey gets back on here. Okay. And I didn't know what to, ex I didn't know what to expect when I uh, heard your album. I just didn't know what to expect. Like, I, he looked familiar, but I couldn't picture where I knew him from. And so, fun I, fact, he's actually from the Pentatonics, just so you know. 
From the what? Pentatonics. The Pentatonics. It's, oh, okay. it's an acapella group, but then he left yeah. and solo. I know he's like one are. of the only ones that hasn't died of a heroin overdose. Jesus. <laughs> I have a dark I mean, sense of humor. If you hadn't picked up from the Bracket Bastards episode, I, I I picked it up. I picked it up. Yeah, I mean, I I know who they are. I just never really was a big fan of them. I mean, my mom used to watch America's Got Talent all the time, and I'd see them on there. But uh, and apparently, someone agrees that Pentatonic are dope. I'm. Guess they are dope. I don't know if that's CL or Jamie or who. I give us a name, people, because if you say Facebook user, you're one in a million or one in a billion. Yeah, you have to allow um, you have to allow StreamYard to access to your information. People don't get that, but um, I will say that that... for my page because I'm a business page, so. Oh well, that's different though. But most people aren't. But. Oh, oh, ho, ho. it's the head bastard himself. Hey, Freddie. Freddie, hey. Freddie Fisher. And See, that's Josh weird. Williams, I don't... Josh usually... Williams said best. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's weird, though, because Freddie always used to pop up, like, as yeah. himself. I don't know. I can't explain why StreamYard does what it does, but it gives me good quality for podcasting, and that's all I like about it. That's what I like about it, so. I love StreamYard. But, but. Abby Kaplan, I mean, when I I listened to like I've started listening to like one of his songs and like I'm trying to think of a band I could bring up to match his and I'm like I don't know, but eventually I found one. Oh I think Josh, I think Frey's telling you to hush, but <laughs> but I will say that he actually is not bad. Like I can listen to his music and not get bored out of my mind like I have with some of the people that guests have brought on. So Yeah. I, I mean, I got a top five. There's only seven songs in the C D, so I can't say there's honorable mentions, but there's definitely a top five. But Chancey, <laughs> what 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 did you think of Sir Avi? And apparently Josh says never. Oh yeah, he'll never shut the fuck up. That's valid. Um I I, I believe it. So, okay, first off, I didn't get the chance to say this beforehand because we kind of had all the technical issues on my end and then uh, went straight live. So I generally come up with, like, roasts for these albums, whether they're mine, yours, his, doesn't matter. Do not take anything that I say as a direct reflection of my opinion of you or anything of that capacity. Most of it's for comedic effect. I do have to say, though, that I have never heard such churchy music that actually wanted me to make me eat a bullet in my entire <laughs> life. It was churchy as hell. I'll give it that. It was churchy as hell. And, like, I was not. I, thought, I was very surprised. Like, oh, you know, I'm a slipper in the house. And it's like, oh, OK. So there I'm, you know, I don't know what I'm I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm expecting. And then I listened to the album like. I'm not gonna lie; it was between him and Slipknot, and I figured I'd I'd go with this because it's a little bit different. Oh. I mean, you could have <laughs> Slipknot. I mean, it would been we. I mean, we've already had Slipknot on as at one of their albums, but you could have totally picked any one of their other albums and have been totally fine. Yeah, but it would have been too hard for me to pick just five. That's uh, see, I had the that's, same problem with my album too. That's why there's honorable mentions right there. It's too hard to pick five. Because it's like being at a strip club. You don't want to pick just one. You want to pick like ten. But right, uh, I guess. I guess. I, yeah, 
they have like at least two favorites, but never ten at a strip club. The rest of them look busted. Nah, I I, I don't do strip clubs. You know, hey, I've only been to one, and I got like six lap dances. So yeah, I prefer sex clubs personally, but that's a different co- topic of conversation. <laughs> I can't find I can't find where they exist. So if you can leave me something Massachusetts, I might have to go check them Send out. Send me your but... area. Send me your area, and I got you. I mean, I've I've seen some online, but they ain't the type of uh, clubs I want to be in. But the one I go to, I live in Philadelphia, is top tier. So much fun. So and Freddie says same because he might want to go some of them too in uh, out there in Iowa, which I doubt they have any. If they do, they're probably wearing the old uh, like Mormon dresses and shit. But but all right. So we all give our reviews of your album. Why don't okay. you give us your top? Why don't you give us your top five first? Which your okay. top five? When I oh, I can't put, I can't put those on the screen, but go ahead. And I give have it. Us. All right. So number one, without a doubt, is "Change on the Rise." It's the first song I ever heard, and it's it literally gives me bad bitch energy. Like it makes me feel like I'm ready to take on the world as soon as I listen to it. Um, for my second one, I picked. Um, uh, sorry, hold on. It knows me just because it's a happy, cheerful song. Um, you, and beyond you call that, that, a cheerful song. <laughs> what was that? It is a cheerful song. You, you know, could... it's kind of like accepting your light and dark parts, and you know, accepting that. Uh, you know, just accepting yourself fully, kind of for me. That's that's the vibe I get from it. And for the third one, I'll get by. I don't know why I put that third because it's kind of my second favorite. It's a song that I listened to when I lost my little sister, and it really helped me through my grieving process um, heavily, really heavily. So it's pretty deep, and a lot of his songs have these upbeat tones to it, but the lyrics are really powerful and really deep. So that's why that's a real reason I really like his music. Uh, for the fourth one, I picked Chains. You know, it's just kind of being weighed down by your problems and still kind of finding your way around it. And then the fifth one I picked sweet Adeline. So we actually had two matchups like by number. I don't think we did. Yeah. Two of them matched up exactly by number. Very nice. Hopefully it's because uh, change on the rise is number one. No. Okay. Well, not for me. Definitely not. Definitely not for me either, but I'll I'll do my top five next because as seven songs, number five I picked only because I had to pick a number five, and it was I'll get by. Number four was it knows me because I love my I love the line I know my sins and they know me like I love that line like it's just perfect like it describes me perfectly because I know what I do wrong in the world and. They and everything I do wrong knows it's me doing it, so I'm 100% behind that line. Number three is Change on the Rise because I've heard that song before. Like, that's a uh, commercial, like, TV show song that they use. Like, I've heard that song in something before. I know I have, without a doubt. Number two was Chains because I can relate to that. Like, in like I can relate to being held down by something and like having to break free from it. Talk about my exes right there, but um, a hundred percent. Number one though, oof, number one was Sweet Adeline, Part Two, which 
Sweet Adeline Part 2. I mean, I'm a sucker for a good love song. And I love a good Irish rock type song. And that had both of them in it. So 100%, I that was my number one. So, yeah, that's my top five. The other two songs I couldn't, yeah, I, I couldn't get into. But on a, a CD of seven songs, the top five is pretty damn easy thing to do. So, Chancy, what were your top five? I was hoping she'd be here for this so I could see the look on her face when I did it. Uh, well, uh, just draw out your answers and she may pop back in. I actually, you know, as soon as I saw that there were seven songs on the CD, I was like, oh, I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. So I have two honorable mentions. <laughs> uh, number seven for my honorable mentions is Change on the Rise. Really? Uh, number six was uh, Born in California. I couldn't get into that song. Uh, number five was Sweet Adeline Part 2, although I was kind of pissed that I could never find Part 1, but that's how it is. You know, it's just like it's like those weird X-rated movies that have like a million sequels that you never heard of. So uh, number four is It Knows Me. Oh, we matched. Yep. Number three is I'll Get By. Uh, number two was uh, Full Moon. And uh, number one was Chains. And the whole time I was listening to it, it was like I was just kept waiting for a collection plate to get past my way. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I mean, especially if you're in like a Baptist church or something. But yeah, Right. Get that plate. Get the plate on the other side. Get the plate on the other side. Pass that plate around. Pass that plate around now, say. But, but yeah, uh, Christy, if it's a back, if it's a black screen, back out and come back in again. Just like a fun Saturday night. But Saturday, Saturday, Saturday nights, all right. But yeah, that was last. That was a couple days ago. We did that, and that'll be dropping soon, folks. Our Elton John bracket, probably after this episode comes out, I imagine. But I'm not positive yet. We do have a second bracket coming up at the end of the month, and we're gonna see what we can do. I'm gonna see what I can do release wise between now and then. But because that one's getting dropped on Halloween, hint hint. Chancy, do you want to go your CD or next or mine? Because I know we're Let's both going yours about next. Our Let's go with All yours right. next. Because mine's, I mean, I I don't I, I I mine's you know. You always want to save the best for last. <laughs> so my, oh, so 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 mine last time? No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, you a hole! But all right, well, we'll do my om next, and hopefully she can get figured out why I talk about it. Because my album, which mm, I love this album, and where the gamers decide. I 
I had been a big fan of System of a Down since uh, like 2004 or five when their last two CDs came out. Like that's when I got into them was like when Hypnotize and Mesmerize, Mesmerize. the double yeah, album, the horrible yeah. double album they threw together to oh, get out oh, of their contract. Oh. Horrible, my ass. They are horrible, horrible. It's like a it, no, not even able whore. It's like a dude. It, it was so bad. My phone literally just tried to commit Harry Carey. All right, but for, no, I mean, for those real, two albums, those two albums, what really got me to slow it down. That I, I mean, I heard of, uh, I heard, uh, uh, I mean, I heard of like a couple other songs beforehand from like uh, Toxicity and whatnot, but like. Those two albums are the first two albums I ever bought of System of Down. That like I would you're missing my out. Car con- you, oh, you're I've missing out. Their- you're missing oh, I've out. Heard all- I've heard all their albums since then. Trust me, but I mean I heard all their albums as, as of twenty years ago. But I will say that I I love System of Down. I love Scars on Broadway. The uh, other singer for some of down's uh band that he does which will come in here eventually don't get me wrong they've only done two cds just like well searches man i that, hope it's I better than this one because i'll get to mine in a second but i have a theory listen motherfucker but <laughs> no Serge slow albums i've said this before in this show but his first solo album was amazing it was kind for of, the dead or whatever i like the dead yeah 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 but, yeah that one but it, it was kind of like generic because like any rock artist could have done that CD in a hundred percent like trash fire. CD, like, it, no it, it had some good songs but it was and I, I mean I like most songs that album but it's just it's stuff that anybody I could have written it like I could have written those songs but I mean but he same with this on, like literally it was no, rinse and repeat no, no every no. song every song was rinse and repeat Mother literally. Lyrically speaking, lyrically speaking, you got you got verse, chorus, maybe a different verse, chorus, same verses, first verse, chorus, out. Yeah, but see, his second CD, solo CD, he did, I didn't like it all. It was completely different from the first one and from this one. I didn't like it at all. Right. And then he and then he came out with this out of nowhere, and this is one of my favorite CDs ever, especially when I get into like a. I'm Eco sorry Warrior. I'm shitting on your favorite CD. I really am because we're friends. But like, honestly, well, I, mean, I couldn't I couldn't pick a top five until I was sat my down. I had to sit down and force myself on well, both albums, not just you. Motherfucker, can I finish? Sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to drag this out so that way. Yeah, well, you know. let me finish. I'll, I'll drag it out. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that now. See, <laughs> but. But this CD right here, like. This CD brought back some system sounds to it, some system lyrics to it. I mean, in the one song, he basically says, like, down with the system. Like, almost like he's saying, fuck the system. So it basically brings system lyrics back into it. And it's it's like, no. I mean, in this CD, like, whenever I want to bring my political warrior, eco-warrior side out, which I don't do often because I really don't give a shit about the way the world is going. But when I do... This CD is what does it because this CD makes you think about things. It makes you like just look at the issues in the world like in a different way. Like his his words are so metaphorical and so talking about everything going on in the world. That's just more like metaborical. 
sorry, dude. I couldn't help. No, I, I don't think so because this CD speaks volumes, and I think anybody can hear it. Like that's the good thing is anybody can hear it because he doesn't try to complicate it too much. Like he keeps it somewhat simple, but like you have to think on some of the songs. Like what is he really talking about? Like he does a song called Butterfly. And you have to think, like, what is he really saying? He's not talking about a damn butterfly. What is he really talking about? And he's talking about a lot of different things in that song. But but we'll get into that in my top five. But since our guest hasn't been able to get back on yet, what do you think of the album, Chansey? Honestly, dude, every single song on this album would have been made infinitely better if fucking System of a Down had done it themselves. And, well, and no I mean... Shit. And I oh, mean, no like, shit. flat out, from from the music to the lyrics, literally everything. It's almost like when you, it reminded me of Serge being at summer camp and missing his friends and writing them a letter and being homesick and wanting to go home. Like, like it, I, I just it. There was like one song, and I don't even remember. It. I think it may be "Uneducated Democracy." I don't remember, but it was like the only song that came out with a fucking. It just came out hard, like System used to. But then it was just like, all right, let's back it up a little bit. It it, it was depressing. It depressed me. It made me fucking well, sad. It's not System of a Down. It's not. He I know. Do his, he wanted to do his own thing, and and it's bad. Mo- they need to Darren get Malay back together. Came- and fucking uh, put this shit. For, it's been talking about for years, but it, they haven't done it yet. Besides, I know. like three, besides like two or three tracks they released like last year, but. right? But still, though, I mean, like honestly, if they took this album and remastered it through System of a Down, fucking, it would be a banger, like oh, solid. It, trust me, it would be. But I like that he has his own sound and his own. I love his he, voice. Like, his voice no, is, is what makes it. It sounds like cats fucking, dude. Like, literally, it sounds like cats fucking. It's depressed. Like, it's sad because, like, it's almost like you just don't quite realize how much each of the other members contributed. Like, like, like Serge doesn't do any gutturals in this, which is he did great gutturals. Especially in Sugar. And then... But Sugar was when they were first, like, a punk band. And, like, they first came out on the scene. Toxicity was harder than fucking self-titled. So is Steal This Album. Steal This Album, self-titled, and Toxicity were fucking hard, balls-to-the-wall bangers. Uh, I mean, they wore. They wore. Don't get me wrong. I love those albums. I mean, I'm not that big a fan of the self-titled, but I like the other two the more better. But I only like a couple songs in the self-titled. But yeah, just, I'm same. I mean, I'm with you on that. Like, I'm a fan of a couple of them off self-titled, but like Toxicity, dude, fucking Deer Dance, oh, fucking oh, Jet Pilot. I, I, oh, don't get me wrong. I, well, Toxicity will be on this show eventually because I can listen to all Toxicity and all for the sure album over over and over again. I did in high school all the time, but it's just. It's, yeah, uh, it, it, it was mean, just like it just it was one of the like for me, it felt but, like an experimental album gone horribly wrong that had too overt of a politicized message. Like, I have no problem with politicized messages because I'm a huge fan of like Rage Against the Machine and other bands of the like. 
but but at the same time, like the music helped to carry the politicized message. And in this album, it just failed to do that for me. See, I disagree. I understand it's your favorite album. Of course you're gonna disagree. No, no, no. It's it's not my favorite album by far. Uh, well, but well, as it, far as for one, Surge. I mean, it's my favorite Surge album, hundred percent. Yeah, just, that's what I'm that's what I meant. I mean, I used it and back in 2012, 13 when this came out, like I used to fucking sit in my work parking lot on lunch and blast this CD because I love this CD. Like I I mean, his voice is just magical the way he sings and like what what nationality are they again? I feel horrible for an ass, but what Armenian. nationality are they? Armenian. Okay, I thought so. I wanted to say Albanian, but I was like, no, that's wrong. But Armenian, yeah. And I mean, I like how they sing about like things that affected their country and like their past and all that. Like I like to right. do that and and whoever the guitar player is in the CD, he does a damn good job because a lot of these, oh, I'm not, there's not many of these songs, like I say, I hate the music on. I mean, I could agree to that, but it's just for me, the music and the the music and the words just, they're not simpatico. It's like they fit like a tight shoe. Like it fits, but just barely. Well, I mean, it's like when me and my wife get together, it fits, but just barely. But I mean, I guess. But <laughs> or you, Mister Quarters. But I was gonna say it reminds me of a Rodney Dangerfield joke because I got home from work. I got off of work early and I came home and I saw some guy in bed with my wife and I said, "Hey, who told you you could fuck my wife?" He said, "Everybody." <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would choke a bitch, but. <laughs> But that's me. But all right. She Christy can't get back on yet. She's not even seen my messages. I'm guessing she has Wi-Fi issues or phone issues at this point. So I'll give my top five for my album, plus my honorable mentions. And then you can go ahead. I actually I have honorable mention. Every album had honorable mentions this time around. I, I I wanted to be fair. Oh no no both your, yours and mine do but hers just didn't. There's only two songs left. And I didn't. did it on I, purpose just because it's seven songs. I was like, "Fuck it, I I'm mean, putting the whole album on." I mean, it, well, I think no, actually I, I, that's a that's a record for isn't that a record for the show? Like, isn't this the first time that the whole ass album's been included in some capacity without it being like a pulling a J? Well, I mean, anybody can pull a J anytime they want, giggity. But bah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I mean, it is a first, I think, because I think it's the lowest tracks we ever had on a CD. I was going to do a five-track Primus album. Oh, thank God you didn't. But I was really going to. I was going to be like, fuck I mean, you, Jeremy. <laughs> you could have. I would just label them. In, I would just put them in the order of like to dislike. But Right. But still, it would have been funny as fuck all. CD. But yeah. But my top five on this one. I have four honorable mentions. And the first one is Occupy Tears. Because to me, that is classic System of a Down song and lyrics. Like, that's a classic sound of System of a Down. And that's a classic lyric System of a Down. Like, Occupy Tears reminds me of a system song, which I almost wonder if Darren came back to sing on that one with him. I don't believe I, so. I mean, but I don't know. Darren. I love Darren's sound too. Like, it's but it's amazing that after you listen to him and after you listen to Scars on Broadway, 
Like you could tell who's singing what part because I never could tell this to them separately. Like I was. Yeah, was no, I can always tell them apart. I always thought it was one singer for the longest time until I realized they had separate bands and stuff. That I started listening to the separate stuff and I was like, oh, they have two singers. Like I thought Serge was just really good at like imitating his voice. Sound like other people, but my next honorable mention is Ching Time because mainly because I love the part where they do like the Islamic Arabic like chanting at the end of it. Like I love that sound of that. Like when they do that, it's supposed to be like melodical and not like the "We're coming to kill you" like chant, but like the melodical like I mean, religious chant. You know, sometimes but, they're the same, but you know, sometimes. But when they have like the melodic religious chant, like it's just amazing, and I love the way that they do that. And I think it's Serge doing that, and it just that's how skilled he is that he can make it sound yeah. like a song. My other, my next honorable mention was Butterfly. Because I do love that. I do love that song. Like, see the moth turn into a butterfly, like that you can make beautiful out of anything. Like that's that's the point of the song, and it's just amazing. Yeah. And my last honorable mention, only because it couldn't make it in my top five because there's too many other good ones, was Uneducated Democracy, which that honestly reminds me of a system song too. Cause if you don't have an educated democracy, you only have hypocrisy. Like, I love those lyrics. Like, that reminds me of system lyrics. And, and without educated democracy, without an educated democracy, there's, there is no democracy. Like, that's perfect, like, system lyrics right there. Because it's true, and it's the United States, because there is no democracy, because people have fucked up fucking democracy, and people, have, people are not educated enough to really make their own minds up on things. Like, they follow the freaking black sheep they want to follow like they don't well i mean technically america is not a democracy anyway but technically it's supposed to be no it's not it's a constitutional republic but we don't you remember your our, pledge we, of allegiance yes but we it, vote for our we vote for it, our leaders which makes us a democracy no that's that's the thing that's why it's called a constitutional it's a representative constitutional republic I mean, there are elements of democracy by way of voting for representatives, but it is a constitutional republic. Because, like I said, in the in the Pledge of Allegiance, it's not and for the democracy for which it stands. Or and to the democracy for which it stands, I mean. Well, Holy shit. What? Uh, Freddie just sent this massive, like, TikTok thing on the group chat and it was like it's just like all you can because you know when you see it it just shows like what's said and it's like a bunch of code it's like what the fuck but my number five was deafening silence because I love the lyrics here to paint you with my tears yeah those lyrics are so mm, so sad yet so like meaningful like i'm gonna paint you with my tears because that's how much you upset me like that's i have that many tears like right like i couldn't imagine having enough tear having enough tears ever to paint somebody like i haven't cried that much in my life since i was a little kid so i mean like that just to me is almost unimaginable but my number four is cornucopia 
Like, because that's, I mean, it opens the CD, but it's just such a beautiful song. Like, it's all about eh, ecological, like, state on Earth. And it's like, we fuck the Earth and don't know why it cries. Like That's, like, literally one of the lyrics. Like, every other part of it just makes no sense at all. Well, as far as the verse. Yes, that, 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 that is the course. But, but. No, the last line of the verse is, we, we rape the Earth and wonder why it strikes. Well, another one of the lyrics of the verse is, we fuck the earth and we don't know why it cries. That's another, yeah. That's a, There's two of them. One of them is where he says that, and then the second one is the fucks the earth part. But, like, literally, it's like, I loved you for this much, and we fucking chased the moonlight with this. And it's like, it's like, are, are you oh, fucking, no. are you schizophrenic, dude? What the fuck no, are you talking dude, about? Dude, he's relating himself to a ancient folklore tale that I can't remember the origin of but I, I've heard it retold in podcasts where it's about the sun and the moon and like the sun had the bigger house and the moon had the smaller house and like a trickster came up and told it's a Japanese it's an Asian um, folklore but and the moon basically like got jealous of the sun and the moon like tried to be the sun and like it, destru- it disrupted everything and eventually like the higher power came down and told them like you guys need to get this straightened out like you need a break like so that's why um equinoxes and eclipses take place because they need a break ah uh, and because they want to spend time together so they're both in the sky during an eclipse together so but he's talking about folklore he's not just like talking about a relationship that went bad i i mean okay well that makes sense now but the fact that it's not explained in any well, capacity well, what are you fucking do? Say in the beginning of the song, this is about folklore, people. Yeah. Not so much this is about folklore, but more like, you know, instead of naming it Cornucopia, why not name it like the name of the fucking story of the folklore it's based off of? Because there is no real name to it, at least that I know of. Like, there is no name to it. It's just, when I heard it, they just introduced it as like the story of the sun and the moon. And Oh my God, that's a great title for a fucking song. Oh, a love yeah. story about the sun and the moon. But I mean, it's just a, it's a good song. I mean, if it, you know, I mean, I'll let you, you know have that. I'll let you have it. It's a good song though. I mean, it really is, especially if you're like an eco warrior, like it'd be my theme song if I was actually an eco warrior. But number three, which I figured you would love this song is forget me not. Dude, that we matched on that. That's on my number three too. Cause I love like the line like, "I cleared a coffin for you." Like, what's that? I love the line. I love the line. I cleared a coffin for you. Right. Like that song is so dark, but it's so good. Like the way he sings it. Like I was actually when the hell I, I was listening to that today. I think my way home and like, I love that song. I think I I think I hit like back on it to repeat like five times because "Forget Me Not" is such a good song. Like it really is. Like I love that song and it's just. It's dark, so that's why I thought I'm like Chancey will love this song because you weren't <laughs> wrong. You weren't wrong. Like, I mean, maybe Rob Williams had it playing in the closet. Actually, not the CD didn't come out yet, but but I mean, it's just a good. It's a ama- forget me not is an amazing song, and I mean, he went through some dark shit in his life. I wish I could actually interview him because he went through. some Well, dark I mean, shit. the Armenian genocide's kind of a big fucking deal. 
But weren't they kids when that happened? Like, weren't they? No, it's never stopped. Like, it is. It is stop. Like, if it did, it's like an armistice where they just like, okay, we're in like, like North and South Korea, kind of. When do we start talking to jam? Hey, brother, brother or sister, if you want to come on the show, we could talk about jam bands all day. For sure. Send me a message on Facebook, Jeremy Bryan. We'll hook it up. I we anyways welcome on this show. But number two is 100 percent the title song from this CD, Hera Carey. Or am I saying that right? I always question how to say that. That it's either Hera Carey or Harakari or Harakiri. Harakari, I think. Well, no, Harakiri would be K I R I. That's how it's spelled. No, no it's spelled H R A. H A R A K A R Y I. It's too many vowels. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I just spelled it wrong. You okay, fuck. I was gonna bad. say you're having a stroke, bro. Because uh, it's H A R A K I R I. Apparently, it's one of your friends. Oh, that. Nick, is that you? Because, uh, uh, I mean, the jam band thing, that got my attention. Because I was like, yo, that sounds like Nick. Because that's my cousin Nick. He's big into the dead and, and shit like that. Oh, he's a deadhead? I, I never got those people. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, I mean, jam bands are fun, but it's like... Oh, it's hot. Uh, oh, Vito looked it up for us, and it's Harakiri. Harakiri. Uh, Harakiri. Hara Kitty. Well, that's my second number two because <laughs> yeah, that's my second. That's my number two, but because I do love that song and that, that's actually my second favorite song on the CD because I love how he says like they crown the sun, like because it's uh, that whole song is so emotional and just the way like I used to blast that in my car at work on lunch. I used to blast that. Like, because whenever he sings, like, they crown the sun, it's so emotional. It's just like, oof. And, like, he's talking about the, that fish that comes up on land and kills itself, basically. But, I mean, it's just, uh, that song, that whole song is just amazing. Like, oof. I mean, that song right there just always makes me, like, it actually used to make me tear up a little bit when I was younger. But now I don't, uh, I don't know. Well, it just doesn't go. I don't know. I just. Eh. But my number one, and I told you about this, I think, before. I think we were. All right. Apparently, our guests have having issues. <laughs> well, That's funny. Our, our guest is literally commenting <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, you know, said McDonald's. That's why. <laughs> I mean, I sent her the link again. Maybe she could try clicking on that and getting in better. We'll see. Maybe. But my number one, which is my number one, which is my favorite song on the CD, and it this was at this CD came out at the time when Jersey Shore was was popular, so it hit very close to home with this song. And number one is Reality TV. Because I hated, 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 
hated that people were in Jersey Shore and all those stupid ass reality shows, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, uh, Survivor, all those stupid reality shows. I hated it, hated it. Yeah. And like and like I felt like he was almost talking about Snooky when he sang like the one line in the chorus, like, I abhor the whore who calls herself reality. <laughs> Basically. I relate to that so much. Like that line right there, like is everything to me. Like what the hell? I, I it's stuck on Vito's comment for some reason, but but like I love that line of like I abhor the whore who calls herself reality because like that's basically what you're doing if you're on reality TV. You're whoring yourself out for the public. So I love that song and that song to me spoke volumes. And like it's like oh I love the beginning when he's like like comparing people piercing their faces like crazy comparing them to like ancient African tribes and stuff. Right. Like, uh, everything he says in that song just mm, touches in my heart, like because I hate it. I hate reality TV. Then I still hate reality TV. I still won't. Watch yeah, it. I'm not a like, fan at all. The only reality TV I could ever get into was like Hell's Kitchen or Master Chef, like things that had to do with cooking. Because nah. I, I, at one point in my life, I wanted to be a chef. So I, I mean, even so, and, like, it, and also I like Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay's a funny motherfucker. Yeah. If I can get him on this show, I would. Like, I've been watching him lately, like on reels on Facebook. Like, he comments, he does like commentary on people's like cooking videos, and it's like fucking hilarious. Like, just like the food, the food they're making looks good. Well, apparently our guest is going to be a no show for this one because she can't get back on. It's the first time we have a a guest that had an album with no guest. Another, it's well, like it's like it's like two firsts for this episode for this show, which is awesome. Well, well at least she got to talk about her album. Yeah, for sure. And we didn't get to hear her opinions on ours, but actually, I was oh, curious no, she, about her opinion she, about. She did send her. She did. She did send her top five in private chat though for each CD. So I can do hers, but since she's not here to give hers, you can give your top five first, then I'll give hers. Oh, for yours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like I said, I had uh, honorable mentions. Uh, number eight was reality TV. Number seven was uh, Harakiri. Uh, six was Butterfly. Uh, number five is Figure It Out. Uh, number four is Occupied Tears. Number three, as we agreed on, was Forget Me Not. Because we got it on the same run. Uh, number two is Uneducated Democracy. And uh, number one for me was Deafening Silence. Ooh. Deafening Silence is number one. That's yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to back out for one second, but I can still hear you. So why was Deafening Silence number one? I, I'm not sure exactly. Like, it, it just... There was something about it where, like, well, I was, I think that might be the one I was thinking of where it was like, oh, this reminds me the most of the other bands. So I'm going to write this down. All right. Sorry. My wife had to move the kid who was asleep in our bed. No, you're good, man. Somebody, I saw somebody in the comments say that, uh, that somebody's crashing. It's probably me. So I'm gonna oh, back no, out. No, no, no. 
no, 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 no. That was her. Oh, it was her. Yeah, that was Christy. Because I mean, that was Freddie who said it back when he was on watching still, and it it was her. Like her her audio was just bad. Oh, you don't hear no scratch on my end then. No, no, you're crystal clear. Okay. But. But yeah, so um, Christie's top five for my CD were five Cornucopia, um, and number four was Ching Chime, which I thought was funny. She put well, I mean, I put that in too, but like it was like a low honorable mention, like it wasn't like a main thing. So I I found it funny that she put put that in because you right. didn't put that in yours at all, right? What Ching Chime? Nope. I mean, I do like that song, but it's definitely not top five. And number three for her was Revolver, which that was in my top five honorable mentions at all. Was it in yours? Uh, what was the name again? Revolver. It was like the no. third, second or third no. track from the end. No. I mean, that's a good song, but, but like it just yeah, it's I just couldn't. not like. It actually reminds me of System a little bit, but like I couldn't a little bit, but I couldn't put like hand me the revolver, but. But like I mean, I I like that song, but I just couldn't put it in my top five honorable mentions. And her number two was "Figure It Out," which another one which wasn't in mine at all. Like at, she literally has like the three of the songs I left out. And but, on mine, uh, it made my list though, so that's funny. I I do like that song, but I was trying not to pull Jeremy and say I like every song, so I had to keep, I had to leave some out. And her number one actually matched yours, and it was "Deafening Silence." Interesting. That's cool. Which I mean, yeah, that's cool. So, sorry, Christy, you couldn't be here to freaking say the shit yourself or to give you a review. Though I told her to comment it, but I I told her to comment it, but I she apparently can't get Wi Fi to even comment on it because she oh she's typing back to me. So maybe she'll maybe she'll comment her review on my CD in a minute. But while we're waiting for that, why don't you tell us the CD you brought, Chancy? And why you wanted to bring it. My choice this week was uh, an offshoot of Dog Fashion Disco. After Dog Fashion Disco broke up, the lead singer and a few, uh, I think a guitar player, maybe uh, put together a band called Polka Dot Cadaver. And their first album was called Purgatory Dance Party. And wait a minute, Dogfish and Discos broke up. No, they're back together now. All right, I was gonna say, I'm like, because they, they liked like two or three of our videos on TikTok. So I was Fuck yeah. like, they, they, they like the episodes I think they're on, but yeah, now the they're not broke up right now. They just finished a tour in Wichita, oh. but like back in the 2000s, they like early mid 2000s or somewhere like 2010 or something like that. They either broke up or took a hiatus or something like that. And the lead singer started up like a couple other bands in that time period. 
but uh, one of which is the one I'm talking about, which is uh, Polka Dot Cadaver, and were, their were first. The, before you go on, were any of the other ones were any of the other bands good or? Uh, the other one's called uh, Knife. Uh, knife. I think it's either Knives Out or Knife. It's Knives Out. It's there. It's pretty cool. Um, they're like each band, like you know, per, like uh, Polka Dot Cadaver's got its own kind of sound. Dog Fashion has its own kind of sound. Knives Out has its own kind of sound. They're really good stuff. It's just that Polka Dot. I mean, I I like Polka Dot a lot. Not as much as Dog Fashion, but still, I mean, it's kind yeah, of a close run. I they were right close. I mean, they were almost a similar band, basically. For sure. But but uh, it was their first album, and there's and I I've made so many mentions to tr- like at least one track off of yeah, this yeah. album that I, I had to. As I told Amanda today in chat like yeah she should she should listen to this song since um you have sung it to her so right did she ever get back to you about that because i doubt she listened no there some racist was fucking with ray's sister so i there there was bigger things going on chad that moment than my mentioning a song fair enough which i mean dre if you hear this that motherfucker needs to get beat with a lead pipe. So I second that. Based on what I saw alone. So yeah, a hundred percent. And I feel for your family, but and I if I was there, I'd do something about it. But I'm on the other side of the country, so all I can do is feel for you. Same. But but yeah, I I kind of recommended a chance to he bring this album on finally because, like, he's been mentioning Chloroform Girl since we started this show. And I wanted to hear, and like, I think even before that, like, he was mentioning it in other things. But I wanted to hear this album finally to hear who the hell Polka Dot Cadaver is. Which I will 100% say I was not disappointed in any way. And for my review, but. I will say that this album did not disappoint me. I mean, it wasn't no dog fashion disco album by any means. No. Because I like a lot more. I mean, well, okay. I can't say that because I got fucking. <laughs> well, I have five honorable mentions in five top in my top five. And my Damn, five, did so. you get one more honorable mention than I do on my own so, fucking album? <laughs> well, Actually, no, 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 I'm sorry. I got four. One's just a very long name. Oh. Uh, but, so yeah, but I like this album. I listened to it on my second half of my ride to work today. And, like, it was just so pleasurable to hear some of these songs. And we'll get into that more in the top five. But I'll read off our, it's your CD, so you do your top five first. Then I'll read off Christie's and I'll do mine. All right. So, starting off with my. Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, number nine is Phantom Limb. I love that. I mean, it's just there's something about it. It's just the okay, way, well, like, I, I don't number my honorable mentions, but that's oh, I, I, I go, I, I number them because, like, I know uh, it's it, it's I figure I can't just well, actually, throw them on the pile. I guess I technically do because, like, I the whole time I'm listening to the album, I sit there on my messenger chat to myself 
and I like typed them in where I think they belong, like in a ranking list from like best to worst, or like favorite to least favorite. So right. I, I I actually I guess Phantom Limb would, would be my number uh, nine too, but <laughs> uh, number eight is Purgatory Dance Party. <gasps> I fucking love that dude. Just it's so fucking. I just love it. Like I was gonna pull a J and just be like everything's in. And I was like, nah. There's a few of these things I could probably well, skip. I mean, okay, well, pulling a J doesn't mean everything's in because. It's impossible to get all this in, but I mean, I I mean we're, we're only three away whole... from having all the al- all the songs. I mean, in. No, but but a, a pulling a J means you love the whole album, just phrasing. Right. We're still doing Valid. phrasing, right? Yeah, we're still doing phrasing. Yeah, phrasing still a thing. <laughs> uh, number seven is uh, brainwashed or okay, brainwashed. That's where we start differing. Uh, number six is haunted holiday. Yeah, okay, definitely. Uh, then now for my number five. Uh, number five is A Wolf in Jesus' Skin. Yeah, we're pretty different. <laughs> uh, number four is What's the Worst Thing That Could Happen? <laughs> uh, number three is uh, Bring Me the Head of Andy Warhol. Uh, number two is Pure Bedlam for Half-Breeds. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure no one can guess what my number one choice on this album is. Naturally, it's you're, fucking chloroform, girl. You're only alive because, because I, I like I you. you. It's Ooh. been three years since you've seen the sunlight, but I know you're having fun. Dude, I mean, I've listened to so many episodes of this podcast, podcast called Hostage, and this song reminded me of like so many of the details and so many of those fucking uh, cases. Like it's creepy almost in a way, but I love it's so kids. awesome. It is because you I gotta watch kids. the actual video to it because it's almost even video? creepier. Oh, the, 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 there's a video. Yeah, you gotta I look mean, for it online right. on YouTube. But literally, right. like most of the time, it's the lead singer just kind of like wait sitting. A wait a minute. Wait for it. I'm pulling a fucking Bubba Ray Dudley. There's a video. Yeah, yeah. There's a video. It's basically the lead singer sitting, like you know, cross-legged, just singing the song while the guitar's playing in the background. Like you don't ever see much of nothing, and then it like it'll like loops in clips from movies and this, that, and the other. All right. Well, I will read Christie's top five. And she had no honorable mentions for any CD, apparently, because our guests don't hang to the honorable mentions like we do usually. But her number five was Death Wish, which actually didn't make mine at all. Didn't make mine like, either. That's crazy. <laughs> I do like, I do like that song. But the rest of hers made our well, our top five. Yeah, our 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 list. Number four was What's the Worst That Could Happen. Number three was Chloroform Girl. Fair. It made the list, dude. It made the list. Yeah. Number two was Purgatory Dance Party. That's a good one. And number one, (laughs) which she matched me in number one, she put Wolf in Jesus Clothing. Wolf in Jesus Skin? Yeah, but she put put Clothing. Oh. 
but I think that's hilarious, so I had to say it. But that's funny. Now, see, for me on this album, my first honorable mention was Phantom Limb, or my number nine, as you put it. And yeah, the re the reason I put it because I that song was okay, but the reason I put it was Venture Brothers. <laughs> And it was one of my favorite um, villains on Venture Brothers. So. Right. Phantom Limb. So, that literally is this... I mean, it's... it's Yeah, she says she thinks it's her because nothing is loading. She's messaged me. And I won't even let her comment, but I'll explain to her after that we read her top fives. So, my, and yeah, so that's why I chose Phantom Limb is because of Venture Brothers and because I love that it's literally a torso walking around and you can't see his arms or legs. Like that's right. Ah, I miss Venture Brothers so bad that it ended like a year ago or like three years ago now. Literally, a show that lasted 20 years but had like seven seasons because it took them so long to put out seasons. <laughs> but luckily, I didn't get into it until like season five. So. I had like DVD. My friend gave me all the DVDs for the previous seasons to watch. So I went through the first five seasons pretty fast, and I've been rewatching them ever since. But my number, my number, my next honorable mention, or I guess you could say number eight, was Purgatory Dance Party. Because <laughs> because the pills are kicking in, right? But. My next honorable mention was "What's the worst thing that could happen?" because I like I love that song. It was a good song, and pretty much all these songs were on my top five until something knocked them down more. Right. Except except my my number one was basically in in the same place it's been since I f- first heard it. But and my last honorable mention or my number six was "Soul Survivor" because oh yeah, it reminds me of like Lost or like one of those shows, like. You're floating in the ocean. What a good time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love when they do the slow singing because it's just so funny when they do it. Like, the lyrics were everything. My number five, though, was Bring Me the Head of Andy Warhol because it reminded me of a Marilyn Manson song with the fucking music. Like, do you hear that too when you hear, listen to it? Like, the way they have like the like sl- meat slicer in the background and shit, like kind of. Uh, I mean, no, I don't necessarily equate it to Manson. It's just I've become so ingrained with like DFD I guess, and Todd Smith. I and... Have. But I mean, when I hear like the industrial noise in the background, it reminds me of Marilyn Manson. For me, like I, I'm surprised it's that low because I love the how they I love how he sings out the chorus like bring me the head of Andy Warhol like it's like what and then it's I like what well, if, if I, what what is this like I'm dripping like cocaine down the back of your throat like what I mean I, I the whole song was good but it just I had to say it reminded me of Marilyn Manson because it did but but I mean it's just. And it's funny because one of my favorite actors who play who's playing uh, Jeffrey Dahmer right now on Netflix. Yeah, he played he played Andy Warhol in American Horror Story season. Yeah, so I, th- I thought that was kind of ironic too. Number four for me was Pure Bedlam for the Half Breeds. Man, because I do love that song, and you, you, once you hear my top three, you'll realize why. But fair. 
But number Pure Bethlehem for the Half Breeds is a good song, and I did like it. Number three is Brainwash. I did love that song too. Number two, and this is where you're gonna be disappointed. Number two was Chloroform Girl. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It, it, at least it's at number two. It's in the top three. I'm. I'm happy with that. And as I already kind of mentioned, yeah. number one is a Wolf in Jesus Skin because right. it it reminds me if of like a Power Wolf song almost. Oh yeah, because that's something they would do. No, no, they would do that because they sing all the time about like they like they're so like anti-establishment religion that they would do that. So like they would say like like that's that's like a ironic like name for a song they would do like a wolf in Jesus skin, like it's it just I love that song like that song just <laughs> it's a wolf in Jesus skin like it's just like oh that song like when I heard that song I was as soon as I saw the name of the song I'm like oh I'm gonna like that song I already know it. And then I heard it, and I was like, yep, number one. Yep. <laughs> like, before any other song plays, I'm like, that's number one. Nothing's going to knock it down a peg. Nothing. Nothing is going to knock that down a fucking peg. So. So, yeah. I don't know, but it was just a, I mean, it's the only song that could be Chloroform Girl. I mean, I don't know. The first verse of Pure Bedlam is literally like if you watch the video for Pure Bedlam, it's like he sings it so fast that you they have subtitles for it. I know I could I, I can guess that by the way he sings it, but like, but uh, I mean, you've I got a face that only a mother can love, but only under the makeup and skin, it's only skeleton. Like what? Fuck, man. Bedlam for half breeds I mean, under the hot rain in this tropic purgatory. Come I mean, on. I mean, I could hear the lyrics in it, so I knew what they were saying, but. Which, I mean, some of these songs I had to repeat because I, I had the cigarette, I had the window open so I could smoke a cigarette and shit. And like, it was like, I couldn't hear what they were saying, but. So I had to like repeat some of them, but it was for, it made it, fun, it made for a good, nice car ride in New Hampshire this morning, so I can't complain. But those are my top five, and we talked about all three CDs. Unfortunately, our guest, Christy Kanubi from Home on the Go podcast, couldn't be here because she is at a comedy club, and she apparently had bad service, and I think her phone's effing up because she says she can't do anything on her phone right now. So it's apparently her, not not the StreamYard, because StreamYard is good to us. StreamYard, not a sponsor, but could But be. should be. They should be. I have yet to see them offer sponsorship to anybody, so I don't know. I don't think they need it, but probably not. I doubt they even listen to our any of the podcasts done on their service, but they might. But if you hear this StreamYard, we'll gladly be of service to you and sponsor it for you. But does our guest next week is Mr. Josh Williams himself, Mr. Vito. The Vito. The Vito. Josh... If you call him by his government name, he freaks out. <laughs> no. The Vito. Ooh. Don Vito. No. I actually came. I I gave him that nickname because he used to get all drunk and he'd sound like Bam Margera's uncle. I was like, dude, you sound like fucking Don Vito. What the fuck, man? 
I mean, he kind of I mean, he kind of looked like a young version of him anyway, didn't he? A little bit. But, Vito, do you know what CD you're bringing? Because I know you're watching. Uh, I think he's in the facilities. Vito, type it out, bro. If I'm not mistaken, I, I believe he was had his heart set on that, that Looney's album with uh, I Got Five on it. Oh, yeah, Looney's, who was spelled L-U-N-I-Z. Mm-hmm. Not, I keep thinking it's like L-O-N-I-E-S. Like, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck they be? But, yeah, Looney's. All right, well. Oh, yep, Operation Stackola Looney's. So, that's going to be Vito's album. Which, I think it's time. I'll give Chancey a moment to think of his choice. But, if we're doing another rap battle, which is like our seventh or eighth rap battle, but rap battles never get old, so God love it. I will bring the CD that truly got me into Insane Clown Posse. Insane Clown Posse's bang, pow, boom. What's it called? Bang, pow, poo? Bang, pow, boom. Oh. Okay, I'll I'll send you the fucking link, but because there's like five editions, so I gotta send the one I want you here. But which will be the ultimate edition with all the tracks included. But <laughs> but it is the first Joker's card in the second deck of Joker's cards. When everybody thought ICP was gone and that they finally got rid of them in this world, they came back with a second deck to wreak havoc on this world. But that's my choice. Sir Chancelot, do you know your CD yet? It's a toss-up. It's either going to be... Uh, I, I Actually, I was, I was kind of debating on maybe like KRS-One or... Uh, whoop, whoop, that's the sound of the police. Right? That's the sound of the police. Whoop, whoop, that's the sound of the beast. Or... Uh, uh, DMX, um, Ooh. uh, which album, uh, I'm gonna give it to you. Is it like the world is dark and hell is hot or something like that? I, I don't know his album names by any means. I know his songs. It's the uh, one I mean, that's I've, got Rough Riders on it. That's the same one I think it is. Yeah. Stop. Drop. Knock it down. I forgot or it was going to be Buster Rhymes Genesis, which had Break Your Neck on it. Uh, I mean, I listened to Buster Rhymes like once all the way through, but it's been a long fucking time. So any of those works for me. I mean, I ain't, all this. I have another hour and a half ride each way on next Tuesday too. So unless you have what? I have another fucking hour and a half round trip car trip. Oh, nice. Next Tuesday, so I'll try to listen to all our CDs 100. So. I will. Uh, and, I'll, I'll finalize my decision, and I'll let you know. All right, because I I kind of can't wait to hear what you think of the second iteration of Insane Cloud Posse that came out in two thousand nine. Yeah. Or and I kind of can't wait to hear Vito's because you told me before Vito's an old school juggalo. Yeah, so, yeah. Vito likes ICP. So I can't wait to hear because like Bang Pow Boom is what got me into Insane Cloud Posse, and I'll get more into that next week, but. 
Chancy, where can they find you in the one place they can find you? I was going to say, I mean, other than the Book of Faces and this glorious podcast that we have, uh, they can find me on the uh, Bracket Bastards. And I'm also got something in the works. I'm working on something. Actually, the, I was going to mention it. Uh, if I play my cards right and get all my stuff done accordingly, this time next week, my backdrop is going to be completely different because I'm turning a whole room in my house into a podcast room. You lucky bastard. My garage will be there eventually to do the same thing, but I have to work on that. So, And then I can smoke cigarettes while I, work, while I, while I fucking podcast, which, which make life so much better. So right. much better. I also will probably die faster, but we'll see. Yeah, well, got to die sometime, right? Eh, fate determined. Fate has already determined when I will die. Those three old ladies are sitting there with the freaking scissors, ready to cut the cord when I when it's my time. So, no matter what I do, it's not going to change. So, indeed, but sir, indeed, indubitably, indubitably. But we will be back next week, as always. You could find us on Facebook as Maniac as Paranormal New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings Podcast with the S Facebook group. You could find us on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Boston. You could find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings. Just search it and the channel will pop up. Or you can find us on TikTok as Juggalo Boston Podcast. Until next week, I have been your host, Jeremy. Joined as always by my ride or die co-host, Chancy Grife. Peace, love, and chicken grease. We'll be back. Yeah. Your eyes look just like bullet holes. It must be all that crying. You haven't learned a thing at all. Skelter, moonlight has come and gone. The bloody writings on the wall. Chloroform girl, how have you been? Don't let me catch you sleeping again. You're only alive because I like you. It's been three years since you've seen the sunlight. Like a zombie Inches from dead And pretty With purple flowers In your hair I hear the angels crying Just as the devil smiles All little pigs Will die tonight Chloroform girl Chained up in my basement